What's up, family? You are tuned into Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. From KPFA Radio and the Pacifica Network, I'm your host, Kat Brooks. We are doing something so very special this morning, hearkening back to the days of radio plays as we bring you part one of an all-vocal experience that explores the themes of Black Lives Matter, loss, and love. Diamonds and Bullets is coming your way in just a few minutes, but first, my guest today is Candace Wicks Davis, aka Antique, a singer and songwriter, the founder and CEO of Edutainment for Equity, and operations manager of the award-winning performance ensemble Young, Gifted, and Black. She is also the lead vocalist and one of the actors in Diamonds and Bullets. She is also my friend and sister from another mister. Good morning, Candace. Good morning, Kat. It's so good to be here with you. Man, it's so good to hear your voice. It's a little bit ridiculous that the only time that we get to talk to each other is when we're working. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> but it's it so is a true. testament well, to all voice. you do. Um, we don't have a lot of time for us together because we're going to bring uh, the people to fire this morning. So I want to jump right in. Let's talk about the project Diamonds and Bullets. What are the people going to experience today? Well, um, Diamond and Bullets is an audio play. Um, if you think back to like when radio shows used to happen where it'd be like a full show that would happen and it was just dialogue. Um, and it's, a, it's really a love story. It's really a very, very human story um, about two people who go through their journey together um, toward, you know, a relationship, toward love, toward the building of a family. And then, you know, what happens when um, that journey is interrupted. Um, and so we, we wanted to share really the human side of what happens to the folks who are left behind um, when it comes to state-sanctioned violence against Black bodies, Black men, Black women, um, uh, Black trans folks, Black folks of, co- folks of color, um, who face, you know, state-sanctioned violence. And we wanted to highlight the stories of not just those folks, but also, like, who's left behind, their children, their partners, their families, and what that feels like, what that very human experience is like. Candace, I know that that often, you know, as artists, we make art from places of deep emotion, right? Pain, joy, love, Whatever it is, uh, we express it through our art form. Can you talk about what was happening politically and socially and its impact on on you and, and Brother Hadari Davis, your partner who wrote the script, um, when you all came up with the idea for Diamond and Bullets? Yeah, I think for us, it was a time of, um, you know, George Floyd was kind of like a, a moment of awakening for a lot of folks. But... Kat, you know, you know better than anyone that that had those things had been happening over and over and over and over and over again. And I think that we were just like, wow, <laughs> like in our spirits, like really needing a way to talk about that. Um, and, and I think uh, one of the inspirations for this piece is actually Philando Castile um, was a major, his story was a major kind of influence for this piece. Um, and uh, and Diamond Reynolds, you know, experiencing that, um, and her daughter experiencing that as well was just really something that hit us to the core. And so we 
felt like there was a need for, um, you know, a, a way to get out the feeling of just how devastating it is to see someone who looks like you over and over again, um, going through this same story in this same tragic loop. Um, and so for us, it was a way to tell that story. It was a way to shed light on um, the impact on our community. People don't think about the ripples um, of losing somebody like that and, and how it just devastates the community around them um, to suffer a loss like that. And so we just wanted to tell that story. And now as a mother of two boys, like that is um, something that's haunting, you know, that haunts you as a mother of two black boys in this country. Um, how are they gonna be seen? Yeah, they're not going to be seen as boys for very long. They're going to be seen as adults, as suspects, as targets. Yeah. Um, yeah. We know that's what's true for our black children. Um, for my listeners, I mean, I think probably most folks know, but Philando Castile was 32 years old and uh, was pulled over um, and had a legal right to carry and told the officer as much and went to produce his firearm and was shot. His partner was in the car. And I, I think those of us that were following that case, like we'll never forget that gut-wrenching Facebook live video that she did. C Candace, when you see where things are today, when we know that cops kill more black people per year after the George Floyd rebellions in 2020 than they did before, what do you think the pathway forward is and what role do artists have in paving it? Yes. I mean, I, I think that um, we've got to start thinking about community solutions. I think um, the work that CRC is doing, the work that uh, APTP is doing, the work that we're doing to just do, you know, do for ourselves, take care of our communities is going to be super important. I think we have to get to know our folks in our neighborhood and we got to build relationships with each other and talk to each other and look out for each other. Um, and really move to those types of relationships. We can't be anonymous. Um, we have to take care of each other. Um, and to me, that is one path forward is just community-based solutions that are, you know, not about violence, that are about preventing violence in the first place, that are about feeding people if they're hungry, that are about clothing people if they aren't clothed, that are about giving shelter. I don't care if somebody works I want them to have food, clothing, shelter, health care, just because they're alive. Um, and so I think that we have to start to embrace things like that um, and that artists can be the storytellers, can be the imaginers, can be the dreamers that get those visions onto paper or into books or onto the stage or onto the track or whatever it is um, that we, we can be the folks who help to show um, what's possible. Yeah. And pour into our children. Uh, we don't have a lot of time, but mm -hmm. you spend a lot of time pouring into our children. I don't want us mm -hmm. to hang up without you talking about Young, Gifted, and Black, uh, an experience yeah. that my daughter yeah. deeply benefited from, that I deeply benefited from. Talk about what you oh, do with the babies. Goodness. What a what a beautiful story. And I love your daughter tremendously so i hope she's listening um i um young gifted and black is a performance ensemble um, that teaches black history um and black and through hip-hop and poetry um it's elementary through middle 
um, and really it's just about like filling up our children's spirits with the words of their ancestors, like the things that they need to hear, the things that their souls need to hear to persevere, to keep going, um, are, are written already. And so really helping them connect to those ancestral words through poetry, um, helping them to bring in the contemporary through hip hop. And it's a way to just feed their soul. It's the thing that folks are trying to ban is our young people knowing themselves and being connected to that ancestral energy um, is basically what we do. And um, uh, right now it's run by alumni. All of our staff that run that program graduated from that program. And so we're so proud of it that it's its own thing and they're feeling so empowered that they want to continue that legacy into the future and so absolutely we got to pour into our young people if they don't have people be their people you know um if they need a mentor go talk to them like we have to really embrace collectivity and supporting each other the way that you know we've always had to and we have to go back to that and pull in every child that's right all right, Candace, I got to let you go because uh, we got to bring mm-hmm. the people to fire. Thank you so much Ooh, for it. this work. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, for getting to collaborate. We'll have you back. We'll have you back. Yes. Um, but yeah, yes. we're going to get to Diamond and Bullets now. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. Thank you, Kat. Thank you, Candace. We've been speaking to Candace Wicks Davis, a.k.a. Antique, a singer and songwriter, the founder and CEO of Edutainment for Equity and operations manager of award-winning performance ensemble Young, Gifted, and Black. Diamond and Bullets, an all-vocal theatrical experience produced by Oakland-based arts and consulting company Edutainment for Equity to provoke greater understanding and empathy for the statement Black Lives Matter. It features the music of Bay Area hip-hop vocal ensemble Antique Naked Soul, headed by songwriter and activist Candace Antique Davis, and Grammy Award-winning artist MC Solati, a.k.a. Tommy Shepard, or Big Tommy. The script was written by scholar, artist, and activist Hadari Davis, and... I, your host of Law and Disorder, uh, directed it. The play features me and Candace in lead roles as Diamond and actor Michael Houston as her lover, friend, and inspiration. Here's Diamond and Bullets.
is a love story. Amazing love. True love. And not just love between two people, but love for a people. A people we are willing to fight for. A love we are willing to die for. But that's for later. For now, I want to talk about her and how her love taught me to look past what they say. You know, the they who assume who I am because of how I look. The they that justify my people being gunned down like dogs by the police. The they who spray paint all lives matter in the homes of black people in my hood. The they that have been telling me I ain't nothing since I was in my mother's womb. She made me forget all about the they. All I could see was her. Was us. Was love. She was a bad one. Smart, sexy, serious, a singer. And I mean a beautiful singer. The first song I ever heard of her sing was called Time Travel. I remember because she was there with this lyric. Oh, how I wish that I have never met you. And I was like, yeah, I wish. I never admitted this to myself. Ignore all the signs, cause I wanted to love you. So now what I'm supposed to do if I'm still in love with you? How can I begin to think of living life without you? Uh-huh. 
I made my way to her after the show, engaged in some small talk, and managed to get her number. I was always pretty good at that. I tried to play it cool and wait to call, but I don't think I made it two days. Our first date was at Red Bay Coffee. Broad daylight, broad smiles. I could not stop staring at her hands, which always moved when she spoke as if she was an airbender. Long fingers, smooth skin, just the right amount of silver on her fingers and bracelets on her delicate wrists. I swear I wasn't looking to fall in love. It just happened. She, the airbender, was a spellcaster too. It snuck up on me like a thief in the night. I was minding my own business, living my own life, and the thief, Spellcaster, stole my heart. I wasn't trying to have all that. Love means you have to be willing to lose control. I don't like losing control. And what about her? Was she losing control? Was I tripping? I mean, I was hoping. Imagining it was happening for her too. I didn't know. I just knew I didn't want to fall in love. I didn't trust myself. And I damn sure didn't trust her. I had just gotten out of a long-term relationship. And that woman had left me with zero faith in my own judgment. Was I rushing these feelings because I was rebounding? Was this real? Was she playing me? Was I playing myself? I couldn't tell. I wasn't sure. And I didn't want to get hurt, so... Ghosted. Dip. I figured if I start her out for a little bit and still felt the same way in a couple weeks, I slide back. I wasn't even thinking that she might not be feeling me. I just assumed she would be cool if she really loved me. If she wasn't playing me, she would understand, right? I wasn't playing games. Alright. Maybe it was a little bit of a game. But the point of the game was to win her. That had to count for something, right?
I even went out on a date with someone else, but it just wasn't there. That feeling? I found myself looking at pictures of her. Us. Lost in my phone, staring at the airbend. I couldn't even drink coffee anymore. And I sure couldn't go back to Red Bay. I was legit sick. I finally broke down and called her a few times, but it was her time to play. Straight to voicemail. No callbacks. Damn. Find another lover quite like me. Take your hat and coat and hit the door, and then you'll see. I'm getting so tired of you complaining about how I be. But I know that you will never find another me. You can search the papers looking for a new girl. But I guarantee that you'll be knocking at my door. So just save your time and your energy for loving me But I know that you will never find another me No one, no one, no one, no one, no one You will never find another me
Then one day I got sick of feeling like a punk and went back to Red Bear. It's just coffee, right? I'm a grown ass man. I can go get some damn coffee. I smelled her before I saw her. Lavender. Then I heard the jingle of her bracelets. Diamond. She had her back to me at the register. I saw her and my heart skipped. Like, I didn't expect that. My heart don't skip. She turned around and I know she saw me. But you know how women can do that thing? Look right through you. Like, legit, right through you. That's what she did. Looked right through me like she didn't see me and walked away. She was almost to the door. I swore I was gonna let her walk out. I mean, if that's how she wanna play it, cool. My feet knew better. And I bolted for the door and swooped her from behind. She froze. It seemed like we were standing in that doorway forever. Finally, she softened just a little and said, You hurt me. I was spinning her ear, smelling the lavender. I'm sorry. I swear if you give me another chance, it will never happen again. Love has 
Hills, all in, couldn't see nothing, hear nothing, do nothing, think of nothing but her in love. She opened me, heard me, saw me, felt me. I had never and knew I would never. It was one of those one of a kind, a once in a lifetime loves. I didn't deserve her. The airbender, the spellcaster, the singer. But she made me feel like I did. It all fell into place. It all fell into position. Me, her, and eventually, little man. Yeah, 
I literally had it all. We had it all. Broken heart, but deep down we could not.
We got pulled over on Larpener. I told him not to reach for it. I told him to get his hand open. He had, you told him to get his ID, sir, his driver's license. Oh my God, please don't tell me he's dead. Please don't tell me my boyfriend just went like that. Just keep your hands where they are, please. Yes, I will, sir. I'll keep my hands where they are. Please don't tell me this, man. Please, Jesus, don't tell me that he's gone. Please don't tell me that he's gone. Please, officer, don't tell me that you just did this to him. You shot four bullets into him, sir. He was just getting his license and registration, sir. Every morning I go to Red Bay Coffee around the corner from our house. I get two coffees. One with cream and sugar for me and one black extra sweet for him. I go home and set the coffee on the table where he used to sit. I drink my coffee and we talk. I tell him about my day, what's going on with little man. I ask him how he's doing. I hear his answers on the wind. Every single morning for over an hour, I sit and talk to a cup of black coffee, extra sweet. <laughs> I can't remember how to do this life anymore. I don't, I don't know what life is without him. I didn't start living till him. Not really. There is no replacing what they stole from me, from our family. They say, no justice, no peace, but there can never be justice and I will never know peace again. What, what is justice for my grief? I go to the meetings and, and the rallies. I sat through the court trial for what? Every time I turn on the television, they've killed another one and I don't know how to fix it. End this. Fix, fix me. I want to scream, kick, scratch, bite, punch, set fire to something, cry, curl up in a ball and disappear, but... But I can't. Because he needs me. Our little man needs me to hold his world in my hands. To plug the holes in his boat, in his heart, in the rest of his life that their bullets put there. Or we both drown. When he comes in for breakfast, wiping the sleep from his eyes, we pour cereal and I sing the good morning song and laughs. I laugh so he can't hear me cry. I got a laugh to keep from crying. 
another black life and beg them to stop killing us. Another innocent black man is gone. A son, a husband, a father. And for what? I'm tired. I'm tired and I'm angry and I have had enough. I had enough 200 dead black bodies ago. They keep talking about police reform, tinkering around the edges of a death machine. This thing can't be reformed, it can't be fixed, cause it's not broken. It was born to catch and kill niggas, and it is still catching and killing niggas. And we walk around with signs that say, jail killer cops, and hope that this will be the one time they actually do it. But what good does that do? One cop down and thousands more across the country killing and raping and maiming our community with impunity. Gunning us down at the rate of three a day. 
We don't need to reform, we need to transform. We need to tear this whole thing down and start again, cause it ain't a few bad apples, the whole goddamn orchard is rotten. Defend the black lives, defund the police, dismantle it all. This is an exorcism. It is time for America to face herself, look with honest eyes, and rip oppression up from the root, extract it from every facet and start over. Do you hear me, America? It is time to start over.
Diamond and Bullets, an all-vocal theatrical experience produced by Oakland-based arts and consulting company Edutainment for Equity. It is meant to provoke greater understanding and empathy for the statement Black Lives Matter. It features music of Bay Area hip-hop vocal ensemble Antique Naked Soul, headed by songwriter and activist Candace Antique Davis and Grammy Award-winning artist MC Solati, a.k.a. Tommy Shepard. The script was written by scholar, artist, and activist Hadari Davis and my and yours truly. It features myself and Candace in lead roles as Diamond and actor Michael Houston as Diamond's lover, friend, and inspiration. This musical theater experience was created with support from the City of Oakland Office of Cultural Affairs and the Zellerbach Family Foundation. For more information, you can visit edutainmentforequity.com. You've been listening to Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. That's it for this episode, family. You can find more information about topics and guests in this episode's show notes. Law and Disorder is produced at KPFA. That's listener-supported radio on the Pacifica Network. The show is produced by Jesse Strauss and hosted by me, Kat Brooks. Our theme music was composed by Steve Raskin of Fort Knox 5. If you like what you heard, please follow us on social media at Law and Dis, that's D-I-S, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to holler at us about something you heard or send us a show idea at lawanddisorder at kpfa.org. You can also find our content live at 8 a.m. weekdays on KPFA. That's 94.1 FM in the Bay Area. Our show and all of KPFA's programs are funded exclusively by you, the listener. And if you're in a position to support us, please donate today at kpfa.org. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. We all we got, fam.